Grace and Peace, you're listening to United We Pray, taking racial struggles to the throne of grace. United We Pray is a ministry devoted to prayer about racial strife, especially between Christians. We want to help Christians think better about race in a way that is biblical and helpful, clear and hopeful. You can learn more about our work at youwepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com, where you can find articles, old episodes, and more. I'm Austin Suter, one of the co-hosts, joined by Isaac Adams. How you doing, Isaac? Man, I am... <clears throat> conflicted uh as we will talk about yeah i hear that uh, uh shortly but i'm doing well brother how are you doing yeah i would say similar and for reasons we might as well just hop right into yeah man um well as we start with a kind of scriptural uh reflection at the beginning here and some prayer just to begin our time uh i'm looking at psalm 9 and i'll just read uh verses 9 and 10 it says the lord is a stronghold for the oppressed a stronghold in times of trouble and those who know your name put their trust in you for you O lord have not forsaken those who seek you um and we're recording this austin uh a day after the um verdict came down uh over derek chauvin uh and george floyd and yeah i think conflicted is the word I would use. Uh, I was talking to a group of black pastors earlier uh, today, uh, and it was just it was just so helpful to hear uh, these different brothers process this out loud, uh, talking about feeling relieved, um, but only so relieved. Thinking about all the families who didn't see this kind of verdict, thankful uh, for the verdict, uh, and even and I think this is the challenge that. The challenging Christian point of we want to be thankful uh, whenever we understand justice to be carried out. Even this psalm, it's interesting, Psalm 9. Uh, I think you're a CSB fan, aren't you, Austin? I just read the ESV. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very devoted CSB fan, there we but go. we don't have to there we go. That. Well, I'd be in the opposite direction in the ESV, um, but it's all God's word. Amen. And so... Uh, but it's interesting, uh, the CSB calls it, just titles it, and this is, you know, uh, the human title that's added, but the celebration of justice. But what we do have is the superscription that this is to the choir master. This is something God's people sing, right? It's, it's good to rejoice uh, in justice, about justice, that is. Uh, and yet, uh, I think I was even challenged and helped by these pastors saying, and yet, we, Derek Chauvin is an image bearer. We want him to know the Lord. So man, it's just between sentencing, progress, yet what about other families? What about George Floyd's family, man? It's just, uh, it's conflicted, but there is relief. Uh, so that's where I'm at. What about yeah, you? I mean, you my told- wife and I watched the, the verdict being read. We were both pretty emotional about it. We were sitting there holding our eight-month-old daughter, you know, wondering what kind of world she's going to grow up in being glad that justice seems to have been done. Um, sad that it doesn't bring George back. You know, there's just, it's the best we get in a fallen world is partial justice Mm. until the Lord returns. And I think it's right. We have this in our aims that, you know, failing to rejoice in progress robs God of his glory. And so we want to do that. Um, but, it doesn't mean that all the problems are fixed. So yeah, it's been a complicated, heavy couple of days. Mm. Um, but the Lord still reigns. He is still a refuge. All the things you read. Yeah. Amen. And I think I like that word heavy because it reminds me that, uh, we are weak and yet we have a God who is strong enough to lift heavy. So I'm gonna go ahead and pray to him and let's hop in uh, to this episode, man. Yeah. Father, we're reminded of your word that you sit 
enthroned forever, that you have established your throne for justice, that you judge the world with righteousness, you judge the peoples with uprightness. You are a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble, and those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Father, we come to even renew our trust in you today. As my brother shared, these things are heavy. Imagine that the people praying and thinking along with us are feeling that heaviness and all, and that weight and feeling like uh, they can't but carry it one more step. And so, yeah, so Lord, we drop the weight at your feet, asking you to pick it up and pick us up and carry us. You are a refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. And so, Lord, uh, we thank you for whatever progress has been done. We trust you for progress yet still. Think of George Floyd's family in particular, oh Lord, and all that they might be feeling and going through and thinking. Lord, we thank you for the ways you have used this case to glorify your name and bring people to trust in you. We pray for the salvation of Derek Chauvin. We pray for just sentencing. We pray that you would equip your people to think about this well and faithfully. Help us, O Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Isaac, we have been working through our aims as a ministry and devoting an episode to each of the four aims. And we say biblical, helpful, clear, and hopeful. Today we are talking about what it means for us to aspire to be helpful. What do we mean by that? What do we are we different than all of those who aspire to be unhelpful? What are we getting? At? <laughs> uh, well, unlike that unhelpful question, I have a clear and helpful answer, and I'm just going to read the amen. I think just to <clears throat> set us out at the front end, uh, let me just read this. Again, I'm just looking at uwepray.com, and you just click about, and you'll see our aims. Uh, We say we aim to be helpful in what we write and pray. Corrupting talk should not come from Christians, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Ephesians 4.29, Colossians 4.6, Proverbs 25.11. All people will give an account for every careless word they speak, Matthew 12.36. United We Pray will not shy away from hard truths, and to do so is its own form of hatred. A lying tongue hates its victims, and a flatter mouth works ruin proverbs 26 28 and 29 5 love does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth first corinthians 13 6 that said we pray the net effect of our efforts is edification healing and reconciliation not destruction disgrace and division we want more to do with love than wrath please pray for us that this would always be our aim. And that is a serious prayer request, listeners. So pray for us that we would do this. So Austin, that's my answer on what we mean to be helpful. Uh, To put it differently, we aim to build. So Christians are to edify, to build up, right? That word edifice, edify, uh, you think of a building. Uh, So sometimes you have to tear down to to build up, right? You have to renovate. Uh, But the goal is not just to blow things up and walk away. Right. The goal is to build up and not tear down. And I do, you know, I think um, in our flesh or in our weaker moments, Christians can be given. It's, it's not always clear. <laughs> like, hey, are you just trying to shame and attack me or are, we, are you trying to build up the body of Christ? So that's what we're hoping to do, man. Well, in that answer, in that excellently written uh, paragraph that you've got up there. Thank you. Um, this is back when I used to write for the website. You know, I keep making the joke and I'll just, I'll, I'll be helpful in what I say and pass on it now. Look at it. Look at him, folks. The Holy Spirit is real. Holy Spirit is real. (laughs) In that answer, there's sort of three things I want to talk about. Sure. And there's, we'll go what, 
how and why. Sure. So what we say and don't say. You say that there's there's things we need to say that might be hard and we don't want to shy away from that. Can you can you give me an example of something like that in our ministry where we've had to engage something that maybe we would have preferred on our own to stay out of? Because I've got something. <laughs> Does it rhyme with <laughs> B.R. Lee? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I think um, uh, I think that's a great example. The CRT series that again I was commending to someone the other day. I mean, it, it seems like a week doesn't go by where we're having someone reach out to us about this issue. Um, but I think that was something. For those who don't know, we did a series on critical race theory. It's a thorny, complicated issue that people like to get really mad about, and so it would have been easier in so many ways not to engage it. But we felt that we could be helped. And so we contributed to it. That's exactly right. So there, there's an example of what, right? And we had to ask the question: Hey, are we grabbing, um, are we grabbing a dog by its ears, entering a quarrel not our own, or could we be helpful? Could we be useful? And I think, we, and by God's grace, we made the right judgment that we could be helpful in this because the feedback I hear about that thing is just how simple, plain, reasonable. So Austin mentioned it's a super complicated topic. Austin did the Yaoman's work on this series. And what he did is he just brought it down to the ground level. So these articles aren't 10,000 words. They're like 800. And um, we have a series of conversations and things about it too. So that's an example for you, brother. Okay, well, let's transition from that into the what, which you kind of just did, which is we aim, and this gets to another one of our aims, to be clear in what we do. And we think that is its own form of helpfulness, which is not to confuse people, not to talk over people. Um, that's one way the 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 yeah. how of how we're trying to be helpful. Can you think yeah, of yeah. I mean, clarity is certainly an aspect of it that's super helpful. Um, I think there are other aspects. So I think encouragement. So actually saying, you know, uh, I think of you know. Um, Tom Tarrant's testimony uh, in the episode we had with Tom. So Tom used to be in the KKK, and here we are praying with him, uh, thinking about these matters deeply, biblically, uh, and he was converted and saved out of that life, and now uh, is championing you know racial justice in this cause. So um, we and what we kind of tried to do there was to say, hey, we know there's tons to do systemically. Even as you were saying with George Floyd earlier, we know that's true. We don't shy away from that truth as we just talked about it and prayed about it. Uh, and yet God's actually saving people and, and things are happening. People are changing. Churches are changing. People are growing. I know it's not perfect growth, uh, but there is growth. Uh, and so we try to be encouraged. I think of, you know, Jonathan Morgan's article. I, I was, uh, you know, yeah, uh, just okay. pumping that. It's like the third podcast in a row. Yeah, because it's just it so, I mean, it's just, so. it's refreshing to read something positive about the church. Uh, because, man, we just have to remember we are talking about someone's wife when we're talking about the church. So we better be careful. Uh, and uh, there is actually something to commend. I, I heard this verse the other day. It was, you know, you, Austin, you ever have those verses that hit you? You're like, have I even read this in the Bible uh, before? <laughs> like, I just, yeah. it's Romans yeah. 15. Paul's writing this. Um, and he says, my brothers and sisters, I myself am convinced about you that you are also full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. And, um, uh, the ESV says, I'm, I'm satisfied with you. And I just thought that was a beautiful pastoral word to be encouraging 
to your listeners. So um, it's not to say, you know, racism is not particularly an encouraging topic, but when we see God's faithfulness in Christians overcoming it, fighting against it, um, it is encouraging, right? There's, again, that Psalm 9 is a celebration of God's justice. Uh, And so there is something to be encouraged about in the midst of a really hard topic. And just one slight variation on that that you've really helped me in is stating things positively. So even when we're rebuking or challenging, to state a positive vision for what change and faithfulness might look like rather than just pointing out what we think is wrong. Now, there's a time to critique. There's a time to point out what's wrong. But whenever possible, when you can say something positively and say, why don't we do this instead? That's building up. That's helpful. That's right. I mean, we think of, you know, that that famous uh, account in scripture where they showed uh, is it Priscilla uh, a famous account is it Priscilla and Aquila they showed him a more excellent way they pulled the brother aside yeah and showed him a more excellent way and we're trying to do that so I you know in my forthcoming uh, book on race and racism and I think I mean Austin you've read it more than anyone you dear uh, poor man um, but uh, you know in there I'm trying to say what can we do so God you know I think a lot of Christians appreciate pastors telling them. Not, not telling them what they must do and wrongly binding their conscience, but I think they're still standing there like, hey, got, got that you're not trying to bind my conscience. I would still love some positive instruction. Like, so you don't want me to walk across yeah. the street. What do you want me to do? And it's like, hey, here's what you can do. Uh, and so I think that all lends itself toward being helpful because it's great if the doctor tells you sick, you're, you're sick. It's even better if he tells you how you can heal. And so I think we all appreciate when the doctor is like, here's a cure or here, here, here's a prognosis. Here's, here's an action plan to get after this sickness. That's going to take a long time. It's deeply rooted in you and it's going to be painful. It's going to be hard. And this is hard for you to hear. And yet there's hope for you to get better. Amen to all of that. One other thing that I've really felt lately, I mean, I feel it often these days, but man, especially in the last two days, is that um, while we you know, speak into hard things when we feel we have to, we also don't say everything we want yeah. to say. Because not everything we want to say helpfully advances yes. conversation. It might be more about making myself feel better and blowing off steam. It might be more about whipping up a base of people who already agree with me in a way that doesn't help. Yeah. And alienating the people, the very people who actually need to listen to you. Sorry, keep going. No, uh, that's exactly where I was going to go. And I mean, with the Derek Chauvin trial, I had thoughts, man. I had a lot I wanted to be saying, and I was mostly silent about it um, because I I didn't think that my thoughts... (laughs) I didn't think y'all needed to hear them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean restraint um, is a God, it can be a very godly virtue, right? Self-control is a fruit of the spirit. Uh, And so, um, and that's what I think quarrelsomeness at its root and essence ultimately is, is a lack of self-control. And so, so yeah, brother, I think that's exactly right. It reminds me of something Jackie Hill Perry said. We had an episode with her. She said, just because what I'm saying is honest doesn't mean it's fruitful. When she was challenging us that's right. uh, to watch our mouths. Like the Christian has a higher bar. Uh, this is something I argue in the book. The Christian has a higher bar than honesty. 
I think this is important because a lot of us love the truth, as we should. Love rejoices with the truth, as we just read, 1 Corinthians 13. It's also true that edification, a word in season, is better than just a word whenever. Uh, yep. The right thing said That's at right. the wrong time is wrong, right? It's just like, why are, why are you saying that? And so we want to exercise that kind of restraint. And it's not just in what we say, but it's also in what we don't say. Uh, and would that, you know, this be driven deep into us by God's grace? Uh, because you're right. Uh, that is what a part of being helpful is. You know, Job's friends, classic example we often use, were helpful until they weren't. And they weren't when they opened their mouths. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I had said that we wanted to talk about the what, the how, and the why. A lot of that was the why. Yeah. Um, in that we only want to speak publicly when we think we're helping the public conversation. That's right. That's right. We're, um, not, we're, we're not. And the temptation is so real to score points for your team, right? To to uh, to say it like you said to to feel better about yourself. But this is the Christian ethic compels me, uh, and the Lord commands me to look not only to my interest but also to the interest of others. In fact, to put others' needs before my own. Uh, so, you know, if you're listening to this and you're tempted to just kind of, you know, go, you know, blow off steam or whatever. I saw someone say this the other day. Everyone needs a friend who they can text things they shouldn't tweet. And, you know, Austin, you're one of my friends in that <laughs> regard. It's like everyone needs that kind of person. Uh, maybe what you need to do is find that kind of person so you can be more helpful. You know, it reminds me of one brother who said, you want to sin less, speak less. Um, and yeah. Which is basically a paraphrase of Proverbs. Exactly. I mean, Proverbs is, uh, you know, as I've been working on um, uh, this book with you, brother, I mean, basically what you understand, what I I understand the book to be is a theology of speech applied to this conversation, applied to race. And yeah. it is just amazing how I basically could have just quoted the book of Proverbs and made a comment here or there. Uh, I mean, Proverbs talks so much about that big hole in our faces um, and the damage we can do with them when uh, we don't put a muzzle on. Yeah. Amen. And I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, uh, six verses from Proverbs that I just wanted to close the episode with. Please bless us. Um, but before I get to that, I just wanted to say like, lest anyone get the wrong idea, you know, we say these are our aims, which means that we don't understand ourselves to be doing them perfectly. Oh my goodness, no. And when we talk about, you know, speaking in at the right time and not saying unhelpful things, and that's that's our that's aspiration. Right. That's not something we understand ourselves to be doing that's perfectly. So and for you, our readers and listeners, we want to hear from mm -hmm. you on that. We want to know, like, if if one of our articles is helpful, we, we love hearing that. If something we've done is unhelpful, we Amen. want to hear that too. Amen. We we want to be held to account by you before we have to give an account yes, to the Lord. Please, yeah, please love us in that way and help us in that way. And that's brother, that's just so true. We we aim to be those things. And Paul's, you know, it was a Newton who said, you know, I'm not what I want to. I'm not what I should be. I'm not what I want to be. Um, but you know, he goes on to say, but praise God, I wasn't what I was. And I think that's true here. It's like, hey, we're thankful, but we are still. Let it be clear very much works in progress. And I think about, you know, just like, oh man, are you really writing a book about speaking about race? I think of all the ways I've bought, like botched this. And uh, even as I was talking about George Floyd and Derek Chauvin, I'm just like, what? oh Lord, help me uh, in this. And I'm just, whatever missteps I could have made there. Um, but, you know, I what I hope 
is that people don't run from the conversation out of fear of failure. Because you, it's kind of like riding a road bike for the first time with those fancy little cleats. Like they tell you, you will fall over. Just that is going to happen. You are not going to declip or unclip, whatever, perfectly. You will fall over. Uh, and the truth is you will mess up in this conversation. But that is the beauty of being a Christian with this thing called grace. Uh, so we do ask for grace from our listeners uh, and grace for uh, our readers because uh, this topic is hard to talk about and imperfect people won't speak perfectly. And we are certainly imperfect people. Yeah. Amen to all of that. And thank you for that, brother. Well, thank you for that. It's a great. Um, if it's okay with you, I'm going to go ahead and, and just read some of these passages to close us out because we can't do any better. Amen. And that's why I think this tees up our last. Uh, it's funny. We've kind of, we've gone through the aims in reverse chronological order, but I think we're saving the best for last. Biblical. We hope to be biblical. So take us there, brother. So Proverbs 18, one through five. And then 13 and 17. Proverbs 18 is one of the most practical yeah. chapters in all the Bible. Can't commend yeah. it enough to you. Uh, but starting in verse 1, one who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound wisdom. A fool does not delight in understanding, but only wants to show yeah. off his opinions. When a wicked person comes, contempt also comes, and along with dishonor, derision. The words of a person's mouth are deep waters, a flowing river, a fountain of wisdom. It is not good to show partiality to the guilty, denying an innocent person justice. Then mm. skipping down to 13, this is like a, a life verse for me. The one who gives an answer before he listens, this is foolishness and a disgrace for him. Ooh. Ooh. 17, the first to state his case seems right until another cross examines him. Mm. 26, four through five, do not answer a fool according to his foolishness or you'll be like him. Answer a fool according to his foolishness and he'll, or he'll become wise in his own eyes. So there you see the provincial wisdom of like knowing mm -hmm. when. That's right. It's not always mm -hmm. obvious. And then just closing with, with 1017, the one who follows instruction is on the path to life, but the one who rejects correction goes astray. And all these things, Lord, give us wisdom. So let's go ask for it and pray to close this out. Father, thank you for this ministry. Thank you for my brother that we get to do this with. Thank you that in times where we feel conflicted and heavy and uh, at a loss for what to do or say, thank you that uh, you give us brothers and sisters um, to help us and you give us your word to instruct us. And so, Lord, we pray that this ministry would be helpful. We pray for our listeners, for our readers, that their personal ministries, their personal contributions in their churches, in their families, in their friend groups, Lord, make us all help. Make us those who build up rather than just tear down. Make us those who point to the wisdom of your word. Um, Lord, make us agents of your reconciliation, as you tell us in 2 Corinthians. Um, we cannot do this. We need your help. And so we ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, Father, uh, even hearing your word, it's so convicting. Father, we pray that uh, we would be helpful listeners so that we could be helpful speakers. We pray that we would be uh, helpful citizens, helpful Christians. Help us, Lord. We ask for your help so that we can be helpful and we need help. Lord, even as my brother so rightly said, even uh, the two men praying to you right now need great help and mercy. 
And we thank you that we can approach your throne and find it in our time of need. Jesus, Lord, we thank you uh, that we can approach with boldness and ask for this help. And so we do. Uh, We ask, Lord, for wisdom to know how we can build a house rather than simply burn it down. We know it's easier to simply burn down a house than it is to build one, Lord. It's easier to criticize than it is to create. So give us that creative wisdom and energy and zeal. And Father, would that our works be more full of love than wrath? Would they be for edification, not just destruction? Help us, we pray, that we could be helpful. Help the listeners to this, to be more helpful in their families, in their churches, in their communities, we pray. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Isaac, thanks for the time. Yeah, man, I love just being in the Bible with you. Yeah. I mean, goodness goodness. Uh, Friends, thank you for listening. We pray that this is helpful for you. Pray that you would go be more helpful. You can find more content at ubepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com. You can check out those aims. Again, please pray pray them for us. Uh, And Austin, I think one interesting thing is the way they kind of all interconnect. Uh, Maybe we can talk about that next time. Uh, But for now, we'll cap that here, friends. Uh, Praying you will be hopeful and helpful and clear and biblical in all that you do. Grace and peace.